The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from Monday, Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Okay, so let's let's get started, and let's say, uh, again, Michael Kist, obviously, from Bleeding Green Nation, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. If anybody doesn't know, I am Arjo Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. My team, the team that I cover, was the only team of our three to get a dub in Week 5, but it came at a dramatic cost, the worst possible cost that you can have. The most bittersweet win I can remember for the Cowboys. They are 2-3 and three in first place in the NFC East, and they are rudderless. Dak Prescott lost for the season a right ankle compound fracture and dislocation. Uh, we are talking mid-Monday morning. Dak had successful surgery on Sunday night, expected to be released from the hospital on Monday afternoon, expected to, you know, take four to six months to recover. We have no idea what OTAs and minicamps are going to look like in 2021. I mean, I I can already see the tweets, right? You know, the the video diagnosis of of the the three handoffs Dak takes at the first organized team activity whatever that ends up being and and this is the worst feeling that any football team can have I don't think the Cowboys were legitimate contenders or the ones that people thought they were when the season started at least to win the Super Bowl uh but Pete it, I mean you know a lot of Cowboys fans have heard from me already uh what are your thoughts on Dak Prescott suffering a, a, a gruesome injury that he tried to snap back into place at that yeah, I, I saw this injury happening right after I finished coverage of the Chiefs game, and I just couldn't believe it. And I thought what was very apparent around the league on social media and different means of communicating to the rest of the world, just how much support from all the other quarterbacks and folks in the league and how much they got behind Dak. I think Dak earned a lot of respect with some of his words this offseason and being about being honest with some mental issues and, and things like that. And so just to see the league support him and truly show what he means, not only to the Cowboys, but as far as a player in the league, there are now no more questions as to as to like how Dak is viewed as a member and a leader in the National Football League. This is a situation where this is exactly why players and fans should be behind players in their pursuit of making as much money as they possibly can whenever they can. It's because the fact that you never know what's going to happen. No one ever expected something like this. And for him to be on his contract year with the franchise tag, 
RJ, I don't feel uh, good for you that you're going to have to co- um, cover that aspect of this uh, once he is healed up. And I just wish him the best and a speedy recovery. I know we'll talk about Alex Smith really later in the show, but with a compound fracture, you can have infections and whatnot. So it was good to hear that that was successful as of Monday morning. So there are obviously important football implications with this injury, not only with the Cowboys and the NFC East, but of course, Dak himself, as you kind of mentioned, Pete, and and that will be covered here and elsewhere at nauseum as we work through this. I, I just want to say I respect the heck out of Dak Prescott, the human. And you could tell from the reaction from the guys like Jason Garrett, Michael Gallup, and so on, that they respect the heck out of him too. And it took a lot of guts for Dak to speak up about his mental health issues after the death of his brother. And that was a sign of real leadership. And as somebody that also struggles with anxiety, depression, that has struggled with panic attacks in the past, you know, I don't come from the most stable background in childhood. So what Dak used his platform for to speak about those mental health issues, even before the game, the mask that he wore was raising, you know, uh, awareness about mental health, trying to take the stigma away, you know, not unlike Brandon Brooks and Philly has in the past. Uh, That took something special to me. That helps people. That makes a real impact outside of football. So he forever has my respect and my heart just sunk when you see the image of him being carted off with tears in his eyes. Like the guy is a human, just like the rest of us. I, I wish him a speedy recovery and nothing but the best. Uh, I'll use this opportunity to say that, look, I go to therapy. And if you're thinking about going to therapy or if you're struggling, you should look into doing the same. Take care of yourself and each other. So no hot takes to spin out of this one right now. My heart goes out to the guy. So that's my piece. I think that's well said, Kiss, and, and we certainly love and respect you and, and your advocacy for this issue. I believe Sunday was World Mental Health Day, yeah. um, and so that was part of why Dak Ward, I think, he, you know, he and, and several other Cowboys players had shared a post from Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, on their Instagram stories, who's who's spoken about mental health as well. You know, Tony Romo said on the call um, that, that injuries like this, he referred to Tom Brady's season-ending injury uh, at the beginning of the 2008 season. Pete, I believe that game was against the Kansas Chiefs, actually, um, how things like that kind of reverberate throughout the league. And I, I think that that's true when it happens to superstars like Tom Brady. And look, I'm not saying that Dak has the you know resume of Tom Brady, but he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. He is one of the most visible and known people in professional sports in the world. Um, and he's, by all measures, this incredible person. Uh, Kissed, you mentioned uh, if somebody is somehow unaware, Dak has been through a lot during his collegiate career at Mississippi State. His mother passed away to cancer. Everything that Dak does is for her. His uh, foundation is built around her message. He and his brothers, uh, his mother had assigned words to each of them, faith, fight, and finish. And that has always kind of been what they identify with and and Dak actually wears number four because of her she was she was a very impactful person on on his life obviously and I mentioned Tony Romo Pete you mentioned Jason Garrett and I know that I often at least tend to look at the world and and by the world I mean literally life through the lens of the Dallas Cowboys this was one of the most surreal moments I've experienced in my life as a Cowboys fan and covering the Cowboys in that Dak is is on the field obviously hurt in, in clear pain and clear agony 
uh, w- with this level of devastation happening throughout AT&T Stadium. His, his current coach, Mike McCarthy, runs over to be with him. His former coach, Jason Garrett, the coach that drafted him, the only one he's ever known, happens to be on the other sideline. Uh, I thought an incredibly powerful moment from Jason Garrett embracing Mike McCarthy. I, I know that there's a lot to be said about Jason Garrett's shortcomings as an NFL coach, but he has always been an incredibly classy and respectful person uh, with Tony Romo on the call. I mean, the, the quarterback who, who Dak Prescott, you know, replaced. I mean, th- there was this this synergy to the moment that was spooky. And I don't know how well either of you remember this. You both follow me on Twitter. And so, you know, I like to point out interesting coincidences. And, and not that this is, is interesting or good, but it was 10 years ago, almost to the day. It was October 25th, 2010. The Cowboys had one win on the season and were struggling, trying to get right and hosted the New York Giants on Monday Night Football and saw Tony Romo go down for the season with a rookie first-round wide receiver wearing number 88 on the sidelines and Des Bryant. And so history just awfully repeating itself in that particular capacity in this game. And speaking, I think, on behalf of Cowboys fans, they're shook. I mean, Andy Dalton is is now you know, the guy. And Pete, you mentioned it, and there's a lot to get to here and we got to get to other games, but I think it, it should be mentioned. I had some fiery tweets about the Jones family. It is just, it sucks ass what Dak is in uh, from a, a financial, I mean, he's being paid $31 million per year and that's a lot of money. And we're talking about within the scope of where he is operating. The Cowboys did right by Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper and a lot of yeah. other guys. And they did not take care of the face of their franchise. And and the unfortunate, cruel reality of, of sports and business is that this is now a data point moving forward in those conversations. Yeah, I think that was one of the prongs to all the support. We had spoken about the mental stuff and, and Kiss did a really good job, I think, rapping on that. And I, I'd say he was a player's player in the fact that you heard how hard he worked. And he almost had this dispute with the owners where the NFLPA and the players and everyone around the league saw how good he was. And in a way, as he was compiling 450 yards each week at the beginning of the season, video game numbers, he was really sticking it to the man. That's easy to get behind. And you're right. Now it gets a lot more complicated, given the fact that you don't know how he's going to respond from this rehab. We hope it's it's the best. And we hope, you know, he's a still guy in his late 20s. He has a, a lot of career left, but it does make that situation in Dallas a lot more complicated. Kissed. Um, I mean, you you cover the Eagles extensively, and so you know the NFC as well. We both we don't have to get into. I I don't know if you've heard people call it the NFC least because it's not good. Um, super clever. I I don't know what to make of their odds with Andy Dalton. I think Carson Wentz is is still the best quarterback in the division. Uh, we we have no idea who Andy Dalton is in 2020. But what what do you make of the Cowboys competitively? Because they're not just down Dak Prescott. They're down Tyron Smith for the year. They're down Lyle Collins. Leighton Vanders is still hurt. Sean Lee's still hurt. They're still missing. Chidabe Awuze. I mean, this team is beaten up. And I think when injuries like this happen, if an, if another guy's on the edge, well, th- should we give season-ending surgery now? Well, the quarterback's gone. Let's go ahead and do it. I mean, your whole right. strategy changes. So I don't know. What, what do you see this team doing over the rest of the, uh, the season, Chris? I mean, the NFC East has a, a total negative 154 point differential through five weeks, right? So oh this, <laughs> this thing is wide open. I, I think Dalton was going to be like the idea was he would be a serviceable spot starter that could get you to 500 through four games. But I'll tell you what, 500 for the rest of the season might win you the division in in, in this one. Now, the difference is, like you mentioned, the Eagles are banged up. The Giants are no good. Washington is no good. The Eagles are banged up. They, they, they still have their quarterback. 
The Cowboys don't. The Cowboys are also missing their defense, which is not as nearly banged up as their offense, but they don't show up on Sundays whatsoever. They're not going to be able to compete in these boat races that we're seeing every week from the Cowboys. So if the defense was playing better, I think Dalton could get you through some stretches with some okay play. Like Dalton's not a terrible, terrible quarterback. He's still NFL caliber. He can still get it done with the weapons that they have, but I can't see him putting up 40 burgers every week. And that's kind of what they need to get through this. And right now, Carson Wentz, and I'll talk about it later, you know, when we talk about the Steelers and the, and the Eagles and interview Jeff Hartman from behind the steel curtain, but Carson Wentz kind of looks like regressing to the mean of the average that is Carson Wentz. And that's, that's big for the Eagles. Uh, my last point, and I've hammered this everywhere. Uh, I said going into this game, the New York Giants had three offensive touchdowns. And I said that they would match that against the Dallas Cowboys. And they did. And they are the worst offense in the NFL. And so you're right, Kiss. I mean, Kyler Murray is going to just, man, I don't know. But um, <laughs> but the Cowboys have an extra day to figure this out. We'll see if they do. Dak Prescott has never missed an NFL game in his career, and he will starting next Monday night. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts.